Hey guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow and Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. What is going on, guys? Welcome to episode one, officially episode one of season two of the Grow and Go podcast with your boy, Tanner Recklage. Here I am. Uh, guys, man, like I mentioned in the trailer, if you haven't heard that, I would just I would definitely listen to that before listening to this. Um, so to give a little clarity or a little backstory um, just on what this episode, what the season's going to be about, if you haven't heard that. Um, basically it's going to be about how do we literally love the world? Like as believers, as a believer myself, and maybe most of my audience that listens to this, um, how do we love the world? Like, what does that look like? I feel like there's so many different people are pulling each other in different angles, um, in different directions on, are we supposed to look like truth? Are we supposed to shove the truth down people's throats so they get it? Are we supposed to let them live their life? Are we supposed to do this? Are we, you know, like there's so many moving parts and I feel like it's a very, I wouldn't say untalked about topic in the church, but it's definitely something that we try to like bounce around a little bit. Um, what do I mean by that? I kind of, I think I mean like everybody, I feel like everybody has unsaved family members and friends and neighbors. And it's almost easier for us to kind of put them in a box and maybe just try to look at them as outsiders instead of just kind of people who God, God called us to interact with. But yet like the church is, I'm not just going to blame the church. I'm going to blame myself too, because I'm one of them. But like, I feel like we've done not so great of a job at being Jesus to them. Like, of course we can't get it right, but we can still choose to look like Jesus in moments. And I feel like we've kind of just let that slip out of our hands a little bit. Um, So that's kind of just a brief little summary of what season two is going to be about. Um, So to get that started, I'm like, I I said I wouldn't really take notes, but here I am and I have my computer full of just notes and stuff because I just like, I felt like I I wasn't ready to like record this episode, but yet I felt like he was saying like, nope, press the record button and start talking. (laughs) So we're just going to go with it. And if it, if it sucks, then it sucks. If it doesn't, then you know what? It doesn't. So, uh, but of course, longtime listeners know that it is time for embarrassing story of the week. Okay. So this embarrassing story happened when I was in Maine a few weeks ago and it was awesome. So the whole time, uh, we were staying at my, my, my aunt's house and then her daughter, sorry, her niece's house, which was only like a five minute drive away, but they, my niece, not my niece, (laughs) uh, her niece, my cousin, (laughs) wow. Um, they have a lake house on, on outside the lake and, um, it was really cool. Like we had, they had a pontoon and we got to take it out on the water, you know, go tubing, jet ski, or not jet skiing, but water skiing, and you know, all this, all this fun stuff. And uh, one day we all decided to go 
uh, in the middle of the week, we all decided to get on this pontoon and go. And my, my cousin's husband was like, Hey, um, there's this one thing I want to show you guys. So he, uh, you know, he, we went over to this little spot in the water and it was this little Island. And on this Island, there was this tree that was maybe like at a, like a 45 degree angle. And it had these like wooden pallets, like nailed to the side of it and a rope tied at the end of it. So it was basically like a rope. It was like a rope swing from a tree and like you swung and you got to go in the water. It was really cool. Um, and so I didn't have my swimsuit on that day. So I had to watch my nephew and just kind of take pictures and videos. Like that was like my role, like hashtag uncle Tanner. Um, and so I had to do that, um, take pictures and stuff, but like in the back of my head, I'm like, Oh man, I like, I really want to try that before I leave. Like before we go back to Indiana, like I really want to like try that out, see if I like it. So in the back of my head, I was kind of like, I'll do that later in the week. Like there's going to be another opportunity to go to it, of course. So I'll, I'll do that later in the week. And so the end of the week goes by and it's the last night we're all sitting by the fire. And my cousin's husband was like, Hey, you guys want to go on the lake and we can uh, look up at the stars and stuff. I'm like, yeah. You know, so we get in the pontoon and it's like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And there is, um, like the stars are just out beautiful, beautiful stars. And like the lights are hitting the water, like around the pontoon and stuff. And so like, we're just enjoying some like country music. Um, you know, just kind of just listening. I hate country music by the way, but we're just kind of just chilling out, you know? And, uh, I'm like, I like remember, I'm like, Oh shoot, I didn't do the rope swing. And so I looked over at my cousin's husband. I'm like, Hey, um, would it be okay if we went over to the rope swing? And at Today, that day I had my swim trunks as my shorts. So I was like already prepared. And then my brother and my cousin were like, yeah, we got our swimsuits on too. And so we, uh, he's like, yeah, my, my cousin's husband was like, yeah, let's drive over there. So we went over there and he had these like lights, kind of like headlights on the front of the pontoon. And he like shone or shined it at the tree. So that way we would be able to see at night. And, and it was awesome. Right. So um, my cousin goes, my brother goes on and does the swing. They swing into the water and then I'm like, Oh shoot, it's my turn. So I climb up it and I am just all of a sudden I'm just tweaking like a hundred percent freaking out. And like, it's crazy because like, it was only like looking at pictures and videos, like that swing was only like five feet off the water, like the, the top of the water. Like it was only five feet, but since I'm six feet, that adds <laughs> that's 11 feet from where I'm looking down. And it looked terrifying. Like from where I was standing, looking down at the water, it was awful. And I'm scared of heights too. So like I was looking down, I'm like, heck no, I'm not going. So I climbed up and <laughs> I climbed down and then I'm like, and I watched my cousin and my brother go again. And then I'm like, no, 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 I have to do this. And so I climbed back up and everybody around me, like there was like maybe 10 of us, they're all like, Tanner, 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 like, which doesn't help by the way. I don't know why people decide to do that, but I was like, heck no. I was like, I, I have to do this. I have to just ignore everybody's voices and just, just do it. And so I, I finally mustered up the courage and I jumped off and I ate it. Like I literally just like planted in a wall. I like ran on the water and like fell into the water, like awful. And so, you know, of course, like everybody was excited that I finally did it, but like I ate it and it took me freaking 10 minutes to get off that tree into the water. Like it was so embarrassing. Like it was like, there's videos of me doing it too. And I just look like an idiot, just kind of like, just like waiting for like the water to somehow 
rise up so it doesn't look as far down, but it doesn't matter. It was stupid and I did it and it was very embarrassing. <laughs> so that's my embarrassing story of the week. Okay. So this week on the topic, like I said, this whole season is going to be about how to love people, like how to love the world, how to love people who are different from us. And I wanted to start off by the topic of naming this episode Comment Police. Now, I don't know if you know what I mean by this, but I have I have like all social media. I have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And what an awful time to like be on it too. Like I remember when I when it first like Facebook, like I got my first Facebook when I was in sixth grade. And I remember it was like the coolest thing. Like everybody had one. It I was like the last person to get it when I was in middle school. Um, but like I remember like everybody was so into it. And now it's just turned into this like dumpster fire where people just like are consistently getting into arguments. Okay. But like, and I, and I also get it too, because like now is like an awful time to like stir up or like the best time I should say to stir up crap, like all this stuff going on with like black lives matter and all the things with like George Foreman and the presidential election and COVID-19 and like all these things piled up on top of each other it's so easy to just like sit behind your computer while you're in quarantine for 14 days and just like derail people like, like ridicule them and like, just go off the rails on just like insulting their opinions on things. Like, I feel like we're in a, we're in a time where it's like you either choose this or that. And if you choose that, then you're wrong. And if you choose this, then you're wrong. It's like, there's no equal ground. Like you are either right or you're either wrong. If based on our own like ideas and our, our our own opinions. Like, like if you are Democrat, then you're instantly this. And if you voted Republican, then you're instantly supporting this. And it's like, no, like it doesn't have to be that way. Like we can agree with some of these things, but we don't have to be labeled by them. But that's a completely different tangent that I don't feel like talking about right now, but, but comment please. And I like specifically Christians, like, I can't tell you like how many pastors I've seen on like Instagram that I like follow and stuff, literally telling their congregation, like, stop, like Christians, stop posting on Facebook, like get out of the comment section. Like you're not doing anything good and you're definitely not like representing Jesus in these comments because you're just, you're choosing your opinion over that. Like, and so it got me thinking about like what, like the world sees that. Like the world sees when us as Christians are acting in this way, acting in this behavior to make us look like we're on our high horse and we hold all the answers. When in all reality, guys, nobody has all the answers. And just because we're a follower of Jesus, that doesn't mean we instantly possess all the wisdom that he has. It takes time. Like it takes years and years of like consistently learning, consistently, like that's the Christian walk is consistently learning. And yet we think in our own heads and our own pride, we try to convince people who are not Christians and people who are baby Christians and that we have all this wisdom and we have all these answers just because we possess the name Christian, but we really don't. And I think that's where like we get it so twisted sometimes when we like choose to voice our opinions over look like love. And so that's what I mean by the comment police, like these people, these Christians, I should say, who are in the comments and they're just like trying to correct every little detail. And 
in all honesty, nobody wants to follow that. Like, imagine if all these people, all these Christians were just kind of like, I follow Jesus because he always corrects me. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, he does. That's one of his traits is he he corrects us when we're, when we stray and when we sin. But it's not just that. Like, nobody wants to just follow a rule guy, you know, and there's so much more to just Jesus than rules. Like, like, and that's a big reason why like so many Christians were turned, like, I know countless people who are Christians now who were afraid to follow Jesus and surrender their life because they thought Christianity and the church was all about rules. And so when we are almost, almost broadcasting that like, Hey, if, or we're broadcasting with our life that no, you're getting it wrong. This is the right way. This is the rule. Like these, like these rules are, this is what, how it's supposed to be. It's like, we're not broadcasting love, which is what Jesus is and what he came down to do. He didn't come down to just correct earth. He came down to love people and to point them towards the truth. And when we just point towards people towards the truth, when we just, I'm going to rephrase that. When we just point people towards the truth, then does that look like love? And I guess that's the question is that like when we just choose to voice our opinions, we, I hear them say like, well, they need the truth. It's like, no, they need Jesus. And you're called to be an imitator of him. Like you don't need to just point the truth. We have the truth, but we're still learning the truth at the same time. Like, and I have a couple verses too, that kind of just remind me of this. Um, So I'll get into that in a little bit, but it's like, we are not the people who are supposed to correct people. Like if anything, we're supposed to be love. Like only Jesus has the power to change people. Like not, it's not just about our convincing arguments. It's not just about our opinions and just our own testimonies. Like only Jesus can change people. And like when we choose to like put us as the lead person in charge of pointing people to Jesus, then we're not letting the Holy Spirit guide us. We're letting our own opinions and our own, our, our own pride get in the way. Like it's not supposed to be about that. And think about like what the world sees too. And not to, not that we're supposed to cater to the, the world and the, and people who don't believe, but yet we're still called to make disciples and making disciples is revealing who Jesus is. And Jesus isn't, he is the truth, but it's not just about getting people towards the truth. Like we don't have to be the moral police. Like there was, there's a, there was a line that I, I think I have it written down where it says like Jesus witnessed almost every person he came in contact with, get it wrong. So it's like, if everybody was getting it wrong, that means we were too, even though we have the truth, we, or we, we follow God who is the truth. Therefore we have the truth. That doesn't mean we're always going to get it right. We can be right and still be wrong. Like we can have the answers and still have a bad agenda behind it. Like, and and I'll be honest too, like in those times, like, especially I mentioned this in the teaser, but especially when like I first got saved and I first became a believer, like I remember just like my natural instinct was, oh, I have the truth. Therefore, like people need the truth. And I get, and not that they need it, like, but like I wanted to show them, but maybe my heart was just wrong. 
And so, like, I mentioned this in the teaser, too. Like, this girl, I was, uh, like, I was, wasn't talking to her or whatever. But, like, I was having a conversation with this girl. And I, like, she said something or whatever. And I was just like, no, you're wrong. Like, that's not the way you're supposed to live. Like, you're living this wrong. Like, you're a sinner who needs to repent. And it's like, I can't be the comment police on her. Like, she's not asking for that. And not that we're in a rightful place to let them live in sin, but yet, like, my truth and her truth are two different things. And I can't force anybody to believe what I believe. Like I said, Jesus only has the power to change the heart. And that's the change opinions. Like, if I'm over here trying so hard to just be the truth to her, Instead of looking like love to her, she's just going to look at me as a, a rule person instead of someone who was saved by love. Because that's what we were, guys, is like we were saved by love. We weren't saved by the revealing of truth. Thankfully, the Holy Spirit reveal, revealed his truth. But yet, that's not just it. He sent his son through by grace, through faith, by grace, which is undeserved love not undeserved truth. Like it's all about the grace aspect and not that like that's supposed to be the central, the central part. But yet that is such an important part to showing people who Jesus is. Um, And I think of John verses 13 through 35, when it says by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So it's like, how do, how do people know that we are, how does the world know that we follow Jesus? by the way we love plain and simple. It doesn't say by this, everyone will know that you are my, dis- my disciples. If you correct people who are different from you, it doesn't say by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you point them towards the truth, it's no, it's if you love one another. And I think that's why, like, it's such a big, it's probably, it, it it's the biggest commandment is to love one another, one love one another as you love yourself. And that's not, and sure, you can call it love to point people towards the truth, but I think there's a different way to go about it than just doing that. And I think of like uh, how in Second Timothy 2 verses 23 through 24, it says, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. Like, that verse speaks so much volume where it's like, don't get in these stupid little quarrels because nobody has ever been argued into a relationship with Jesus. Now, I, at least I know, I know I haven't, <laughs> but it says the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind, but kind. Like it's not just about if we have the answers, but it's about how we look because we have the answers. Like, the fact of the matter is reminding ourselves of the gospel and that's Jesus came down when we were sinners and we still are sinners, but we came down when we were helpless and he loved us by dying on a cross for us. Not that we would possess truth that he would show us this is the truth, but that he would show us that, no, I'm doing this because I love you. I did. I put these nails through my hands because I love you. And it's so complicated when we let our opinions and our enlightenment of the truth dictate how we love people that God has made. God made everybody, like even the people who don't believe, even the people who we disagree with. 
And it's just so hard for us to just, just let that happen. It says in Romans 8 verse 6, where it says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So it's like if our goal is to set the mind on the spirit, then like we will look like love. And I can't think like, I think a lot of times we ask God to, you know, help me look like you today, Lord. Like how many times, like I've said that over and over again, where I'm like, God, I just want to look like you. Like, let me look like you today. Like, Lord, make me more like you. But I think God's almost saying like, dude, (laughs) you have my Holy Spirit in you. You literally get full access to looking like me. You know, Jesus can, the only way that people can see Jesus is when we choose to look like him. And not just when the Lord like drips us in oil and then all of a sudden we look like him. No, we get to choose to look like him because we have the Holy Spirit in us that works in us and is consistently pointing us back to him and convicting our hearts. And so when we choose the complete opposite of it by being harsh, like we're not looking like love. And that's why there's so many people in these comments section who are just like, they care way more about their opinion and voicing their truth or voicing the truth that is biblical, but yet they forget how to do it lovingly. You know, the fruit of the spirit is, um, it says in Galatians five, where it says the fruit of the spirit is, uh, love, I think joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle, gentleness, um, and self self control. And it's like, I think we could each, like we can like digest each of each of those and saying like to look, to have the fruit of the spirit is to look like love, to look like joy, to look like peace, to look patient, to look kind, to look full of goodness, full of faithfulness, gentle, and to have self-control. And when we let our fingers do the typing on these comments, we're not really showing self-control. And when we let our, our harsh, our harshness, we, we aren't looking gentle. And we, when we look like we have to convince people, we aren't looking faithful. Like I, I could keep going on, but it's, it's about choosing to look like Jesus who was love. And again, Jesus flipped tables, but yet that's not what he's remembered by a hundred percent. Like I didn't accept the Lord because I knew he flipped the table in the, in the new Testament. I didn't accept the Lord because someone talked me into it. I didn't accept the Lord because someone on Facebook was commenting on my picture and said, you're wrong. You need to repent. Like I was, I accepted the Lord because I I knew my identity was loved. Like people are only gonna, people don't follow the truth. People follow when they know they're loved. And I think that's the hard, hard thing to remember too, is that like, yes, we have the truth. Like the Lord, like, like he has given us his Holy spirit. We have the truth now. Like we have that possession. Like he has given that to us, but yet it's in those times where we want to like ride our, ride our high horse. But instead he's saying, no, like get on your feet and just wash these people's feet. Like get down and just serve and love. Like it's not just about being right. I think a lot of times we want to be right over being loving because being right gives us more influence and helps us look and seem more wiser. But I think being wise is not always having the right answer, but looking like love. 
And I, that's just my heartbeat. And I think that's what the world wants to see is for us to look like love. Uh, a verse that I'm thinking of right now is Ephesians 4, where it says, um, let all the wrath and bitterness, anger, um, slander, all of it be put away. All of it along with anger and malice. Be kind to one another. Oh, I have the verse. Cool. <laughs> it says to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I love that part where it says, walk in love. Don't like walk in correction. You know, like I said earlier, I can't think of a single person who was argued or corrected into a salvation. But what I can, what I, what I can witness is people embracing how truly loved and accepted and desired that they are. And that speaks more volume than, than any of that. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't think Jesus would be on Facebook arguing with people about how he's the truth. I think he would be, in all honesty, I think he would just kind of be liking everybody's pictures and liking everybody's statuses and, and you know, commenting, like, tr- commenting love, like looking love. Like, and even if people like dissed him, I think he would, you know, kind of just brush it off and say, I still love you, you know, instead of saying like, you're offending me. So I don't know. That's just kind of something that I've been kind of thinking about lately and how like in those times where we want to be the comment police, like he just tells us to be his children and to be loving, to be kind, to be gentle, you know, to be at peace and joyful. And when, you know, people upset us, it's in those moments where like our character is revealed by how we look to them, you know, and not that we're going to get it right. And not that we're always the first ones to look like love in those instances. Like when I'm, when people like tick me off, like I get mad, like, and I want to use my anger to like control the way the conversation goes. But I think in those moments, like we have the ability to look like love and to like put on like the, like the jacket of love that he has given us. Like it's always in our backpack. <laughs> and he says like, no, 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 just take out, just take me out. Just take me out of your backpack. Wear me for a bit. Like if you, if you get angry, like, like I get this person probably said something offensive. That's okay. Like, look, look like me. And it's, it speaks way more, so much more volume than that. I could go on, but it's already 26 minutes and I usually do 20 minutes, but maybe, maybe these episodes will be a little bit longer since there is no really script, but just kind of me talking. But, um, yeah, guys, we don't have to be the comment police. We can, we can be children. We can be love. We can, we can look like love. We can spread love. Like it's, I sound like a hippie, but it's literally Jesus's way of saying we will be known by how we love one another. Okay. Uh, challenge of the week. Okay. Challenge of the week is this literally just celebrate someone (laughs) like literally celebrate someone. And I like, what do I mean by that? Not so much of like, you know, celebrating obvious things. Like if someone is getting married, like that's obviously something to celebrate. 
if someone is is pregnant, you know, someone is expecting, like that's obviously something to celebrate, but like how often do we just celebrate people when they have achievements instead of just celebrating them because they're worth celebrating? Um, I know like something I love, something I love so much is when like people just shoot me like an encouragement and they're like, Hey, like just want to say like, you're really awesome. Or like, just wanted to say like, I love what you do. I, I love how joyful you are or stuff like that. Like, like, and that's something worth celebrating is like, thank you for like being like the friend who is this way and who is joyful and who is peaceful and stuff. So like, think of one person like today in your life, in your circle, who it's like, oh, I want to celebrate them. Like, and not so much put them on a high horse or put, or at a pedestal, I should say, but just celebrate like, wow, thank you for being you, being authentic and like celebrating them and like hype, you know, being a hype, hype man, essentially like. People love a hype man and people love to feel love and encouraged and just that they're delighted in. And, you know, just as much as like when I sin and when I feel broken and, and I'm going through things and I feel very like impatient or whatever, like I always just picture Jesus being like, like, no, dude, you're still like my son. I still love you. Like you got this. Like, and you know, of course, when I need to be corrected, I will, but I think his heartbeat isn't so much of like. I'm going to celebrate you when you deserve it. But he's like, I'm going to celebrate you because you are worth celebrating because I love you. I died for you. So I guess that's the challenge of the week is just to like, think of one person who like, you know, you want to celebrate and just celebrate with them, you know, just hype them up, you know, be their hype man, encourage them. Um, and if you're not wired like that and that's okay, think of a way that you can like write them a letter, write them, you know, or I don't know. I, I don't know. You can like, it's up to you. You know what I mean? So that's my challenge of the week for you guys. Um, so looking forward to this. Let me know also if you like kind of like the idea of like me not having a script, but kind of just like bouncing around everywhere and kind of just sharing my feelings on this. Let me know. Also, five-star reviews help out this podcast quite a bit. So if you're on Apple Music, there's if you scroll down, there is a five-star button that you just got to click. Um, that'd be cool. Leave comment. I love reading comments. But uh Man, I sound like such an influencer. I'm really sorry. I'm definitely not that. I just have a podcast. <laughs> but um but yeah, guys, up until the next episode, we will um we'll see you then. Keep growing, keep going. See you then.